0: Welcome back to another Friday Five episode here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and we are heading into the holiday weekend. For those of us that live our lives in the procrastination station, we just might be heading out this weekend, whether it's to grab our entire list or just a couple stocking stuffers. The window is closing on ordering online, so rather than give you a bunch of last-minute online options, we've got five ideas that you should be able to find in stores and put together yourself. And rather than just give you general ideas, I did try to go into a little bit of detail to narrow down your choices. So with that being said, let's get into our list, which I should probably also note is in no particular order. Number one. A cozy throw blanket. There is nothing that I love better than curling up to watch a holiday movie, popcorn and seltzer at the ready from inside my comfy blanket burrito. Couple of considerations that you want to make here though. First, the size to start with here is a full size. I'm not extremely tall, but I like to have enough blanket to work with. And a twin size throw blanket is not going to do it. If you know the size of the bed the person sleeps in, get the next size up. If you're getting a throw blanket for the living room, go with at least a queen size. Now, after you consider softness and size, then it's time for color. If you don't know what kind of color palette they've got going on, go neutral. If you do know the color palette, try to pick a blanket that won't look out of place if it's draped at the edge of the bed or over a sofa arm. Neutrals, again, are the way to go. I would try to avoid patterns, especially anything too trendy or seasonal. Number two, create a charcuterie gift set, complete with some items needed to make the spread. This one is fun because there are so many ways to customize this gift based on what you can find in stores. If you can't find an actual charcuterie set, You can create one by pairing together a cutting board, a cheese knife, and some coordinating ramekins. Traditional charcuterie spreads usually contain at least three cheeses, meats, starches, and the additional accoutrements. But you don't have to provide all of those items with your gift. I would suggest providing three to five items Mostly meat and cheeses, maybe with some olives thrown in for good measure. That leaves room on the board for your giftee to add some of their favorites. Now next comes my favorite part, which is heading to the grocery store to pick out the food items. And for some people, this is where they start sweating and get a little intimidated. But I will let you in on a little secret. You don't need to go with fancy cheeses to make a great charcuterie. In fact, it's actually better to keep the cheese palatable for the majority of people. You can get a little bit adventurous, but you don't want to gift cheese that's too unfamiliar or possibly offensive that no one is going to eat it. I would suggest going with a hard cheese and a soft cheese. And as far as soft cheese selection, brie is always a good idea. That is a crowd favorite. Havarti is considered a semi-soft, and it comes in a lot of interesting flavors, but most people will enjoy dill or cracked pepper versions. And then for the hard cheese, I would suggest Romano, Parmesan, or an aged Gouda. For the charcuterie meats, same thing as the cheeses. You can offer a soft, melt-in-your-mouth option, like prosciutto, then pair it with something a little snappier, like a Soprasada or Capicola. On the olive front, there are quite a few varieties to pick from. I would recommend getting olives that have had the pits removed or olives that have been stuffed. Wegmans has a fantastic olive bar, and most grocers typically carry a decent variety of both pitted and stuffed olives in jars. And now that I've finished my dissertation on charcuterie boards, let's keep our list moving with number three. For those who don't have a smart TV, a streaming stick, or streaming device paired with a gift card for a streaming service. We cut the cord with cable a couple of years ago in my house. I can't really even remember how long it's been. But we do subscribe to a couple streaming services, and that has been enough for us. But prior to our current smart TV, we had a few older TVs that required a streaming stick to give us access to our favorite apps when we initially cut the cord. There are a few options, and we have used them all. Apple TV, Google Chromecast, Roku Express, and Amazon Fire Stick. Our favorite by far has been the Roku Express. It has always been the easiest to install and get started, so that would be my recommendation. If you've been having the conversation about cutting out cable, this device could be the thing that pushes people over the edge and actually gets them to do it especially when you add in a couple of free months of their favorite streaming platform. Number four on the list, inspired by my daughter and everyone in her fifth grade class, a to-go tumbler for water, or if you're my age, coffee. In her class, the current brand of choice is Stanley, specifically the 40-ounce quencher. And I'm sure you have seen it all over social media, and it comes in so many colors. Personally, I prefer my Nalgene because it doesn't need a straw, but I am glad that they are all hydrated and drinking water because I am 100% sure that is what is behind the trend. In addition to Stanley, there are a lot of other brands out there that create great water bottles and coffee tumblers. Both Yeti and Stanley make colorful options in a lot of different sizes. I would include a gift receipt with this gift just in case you don't get the color quite right. And if you're going with a coffee tumbler, highly recommend adding some coffee in with that gift, but more on that in a minute. Number five, when I was researching this episode, one of the ideas that came up was a subscription to a prepared meal service, like HelloFresh, Blue Apron, or Every Plate, to name a few. And while I love that idea, it doesn't put something tangible in that person's hands other than a gift card. Instead, why not gift the person all the ingredients and instructions they need for a themed dinner? Now, depending on how far you're traveling to give the gift or how far the person is traveling back to their home, you do want to be careful with how many perishable items you include in the dinner. You can always include a gift card to a grocery store near them for the perishable items of their choice, or you can elevate the quality of the items you include, allowing them to add in the perishables from their own kitchen. Couple different ways that you can go there. Think gourmet sauces, salts, peppers, oils, decorative noodles. You can even include hard cheese and a grater to top it all off. To go even more extra, you can package the whole thing in a strainer or a good quality stock pot. There are so many ways to get creative here. I would honestly love a gift like this around the holidays because. It means I don't have to think about dinner. I can just make it and bonus points if my daughter can help. And then as a related bonus idea, I mentioned a lot of ways to elevate what you're giving people in this episode. I've never really named this gift-giving methodology, but think of it as the batteries included mindset. If you're giving something that needs batteries, include the batteries. If you're giving a mug, Gift something to put in it, like coffee or hot chocolate and marshmallows. Think similarly with gift presentation. Rather than putting gifts in a bag or basket that's likely to be thrown away, put it in a neutral storage bin that can be reused. Thoughtful considerations like this can elevate your gift, saving it from what might have been a last-minute disaster. Now, these are just a couple of last-minute holiday gift ideas. There are so many more out there. In fact, we did an episode just like this last year, featuring five completely different gift ideas. So if these don't work for you, check out that episode link in the notes because there might be something there that'll work out better. But that does it for this episode. I hope you have a fantastic holiday weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing and fact-check by Tina Lamaru, podcast designed by Urban Rivera, artwork by Vivian Zhao, Follow along with us wherever you like to listen.